Yuskira Jimenez, an ebullient young woman, is immediately laughing and snapping her fingers to the Leonard Bernstein score. Watching the stage from her point of view, I am grateful for George Wolfe's commitment to diverse casting. All of my eight theatergoers are members of minority groups. At least this on the town resembles their town, too. Leaving the theater and bouncing down the street, Yaskira is singing New York, New York. Later, she writes in her journal, Seeing New York through the eyes of an outsider made me realize that I have so much of the world so close to me, which others just dream of having. Over pizza, they tell me how modern the music seems. None of them has heard of Leonard Bernstein. I try to explain the plot and the phenomenon of the Miss Subway's contest, and they giggle at the naivete of it. What I didn't learn until later is that most of the DeWitt Eight had anticipated that going to the theater would be a stiff and dreary affair. Previous to my seeing this performance, I expected the theater to be boring, and only for the rich and elegant. Manuel wrote in his journal after seeing On the Town. Although they all say they enjoyed the show, when I asked if they would recommend On the Town to friends, they are silent. Omar emphatically shakes his reversed baseball-capped head. Oh, no, it's not cool to go to plays. I almost didn't try to sign up for this because I was afraid of what my friends would say. You know, stuff like the big classy thug. Our next outing is to Beth Henley's lyrical play, Impossible Marriage, starring Holly Hunter at the roundabout. Beth Henley has found one of her greatest fans in the sensitive Kenesha. I love the language in this play, Kenesha gushes about Miss Henley's southern eccentric characters. I could see beyond Holly Hunter's character's camouflage. You have to understand, it's poetry. Chung Nguyen, on the other hand, found impossible marriage to be quite distressing. Chung, who came to America at 10 from Vietnam, feels the comic elements only diminish the seriousness of the moment. Of course, Chung himself is rather serious. He is the class valedictorian. What all the students do agree on, however, is that most of the audiences at our matinees are old and white. Erica Vargas, a shy and studious girl with wire-rimmed glasses, believes the DeWitt Clinton students stand out because of their age, their color, and their dress. Kenesha begins to worry that only whites go to the theater. They are all relieved by the diversity of the audience at the trial of one short-sighted black woman versus Mammy Louise and Safrida May, directed by Paul Carter Harrison at the Henry Street Settlement's Abrams Art Center. In fact, Kimberly E. Banks, the confident sophomore in our group, weeps throughout Marcia L. Leslie's play. She would later write in her journal, I had no urge to wipe my tears away because it felt as though I was cleansing my soul and cleaning away the dirty film that slavery had left on me.
Kimberly's catharsis was everything Aristotle dreamed it could be. None of them had been to Lincoln Center prior to our Christmas visit to see Parade, the Alfred Urey, Jason Robert Brown musical. As we walk through the Vivian Beaumont lobby, I tell them my play, The Sisters Rosenzweig, had opened downstairs. I suddenly soar in their estimation.